Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. Welcome to Ask uh, the Trucker Live Thursday Night Health Edition show. And tonight's show is Top 10 uh, Indigenous All-Natural Cures. I'm Donna Smith, and I host our Thursday evening shows um, about health. And I also co-host with Alan on our Saturday evening shows uh, where we discuss a lot of the trucking industry's um, issues. And you know, by the way, you can listen to any of our archive shows going all the way back from 2008. Um, just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash truth about trucking, and you know you can you can listen to anyone. It's kind of funny when you go back years and you listen to you know how things have progressed. Like when we first started in um, 2008, um, it, it's kind of funny. Even the commercials and everything. So. Uh, I, I'd, I'd take a listen if I were you just to just to see how we progressed over the years. But tonight's going to be um, tonight's going to be a great show. Um, I have as my co-host tonight Carolyn O'Byrne of LifeCoachService.net, and many of you know Carolyn already um, for her life coaching services, and uh, she's really dedicated her um, a lot of her time to the good health for truck drivers, really for everyone. And if you haven't gotten it yet, she has a new book out, Gut Instinct, which um, if you're a trucker and you don't have this copy, well, you're really missing out. That's all I can say. Um, But we'll talk more about that during the show. Um, Speaking of tonight's show, the top ten indigenous all-natural cures. And um, indigenous, you know, means native, to the environment or, you know, just natural. And we've been dealing with these natural remedies for thousands of years. Uh, it's absolutely nothing new, especially in a lot of the Eastern cultures. But in the Western part of the world, we are more apt to um, go to the drugstore. You can get something over the counter. or You go to the doctor, pick up a prescription. But uh, really, what did people do years ago, centuries ago? Um, if you remember last, uh, about well, about three weeks ago, uh, we had a show on with Vicki Simons of HillTrucker.com, and, and she discussed essential oils. People were using essential oils for uh, centuries. So um, this is, you know, nothing new to natural wellness. You can You can listen to that show also. It's in the archives. But um, anyway, 
I'm so glad that we're all moving in a much more natural way in life, in my opinion, the the way God meant us all to be. This includes how we eat, being aware of the poisons in our food, water, environment, how to avoid them. And um, like tonight's show, the 10 Indigenous All Natural Cures, uh, we're, we're really going to get back to basics. So tonight we're going to deal with the cures. And I know a lot of people are curious tonight. The top two on this list of top ten is hemp, hemp seed oil and uh, cannabidol, CBD, which it's called. So we'll just call it CBD, and which is uh, made from the roots and stems of the can, uh, cannabis plant, which actually hemp and um, CBD are from the cannabis plant and it, it gets kind of confusing. I'm going to try to explain it all during the show, and thank God I've got um, Carolyn here to help me through it because it does get confusing. Uh, but anyway, the number one question I know everybody's thinking of right now is, um, are these oils legal? You know, I mean, the next question would be, will they be detected in a drug test? So we're gonna we're gonna get in, into all of that tonight, and we're also gonna get into our nat- other natural uh, remedies like uh, oil of oregano, chlorella, maca, garlic, um, medicinal mushrooms, elderberry licorice root, aloe. So we're gonna try to hit it all tonight and 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 cover you know the questions you might have. Um, Oh, by the way, if you have questions during the show, and now if you're online now listening through your phone and you want to be a part of the show, click one on your keypad. It kind of notifies me that you have a question or you want to make a comment. If you're listening on the Internet and you want to be a part of the show, just uh, dial in 347-826-9170. So, before I get too far uh, ahead of myself, let's just take a short break. Uh, We're going to hear from one of our very trusted sponsors, and when I get back, I'm going to bring my friend and co-host, Carolyn O'Byrne, on, and we're going to get started. So, we'll be right back. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. 
This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone, on Ask the Trucker Live, our Thursday night health show. And our show tonight is the 10 Indigenous um, uh, Natural Cures. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining me tonight, first of all. And I don't know if it's because of the topic tonight uh, or what, but um, the lines are pretty full, and I'm really glad. Thank you so much. And I know you're going to love this show. So right now I'm going to bring on my co-host tonight, Carolyn O'Byrne of LifeCoachService.net. Uh, and together I think we're going to um, uh, bring a lot of good information uh, for everyone. So anyway, hey, Carolyn, are you on there? Hello. The I'm here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, so tell me, how you doing? Um, how, how's it going? with with? I know you've got a lot going Donna. on with... Uh, Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, I thought you said okay. something. I uh, said I'm no, glad I just... to be on the show with Donna. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you are, too. Um, I've been kind of excited over this show because, um, you know, it, it's a it's a hot topic right now. People are really wanting to get away from uh, all these medicines. And I don't know about everybody listening, but... Do you see all the commercials on TV for these drugs? And They're horrible. Then they, they give you the list of, you know, um, side effects, and you're you're thinking, wow, the side effects are worse than the drug. So yeah. um, it, it it it's just no wonder that people are are getting so into these natural cures and and. I mean, people have been doing it for 5,000 years using all these natural cures, but we got lazy, you know, ended up going to drugstores and doctors and everything. And and so, uh, you know, we, we're just going to tip, uh, have the tip of the iceberg here tonight, but hopefully it's enough to um, encourage people. Anything you hear tonight, you know, try to jot it down on a piece of paper and go Google it and, and do some research. It's worth it. And once you get going, you can't stop. Um, I, I do want to say that everything we're going to talk about tonight, this is our research that we've done, okay? Um, we ask people, you know, listen to it, and like I said, write things down, and then Google it yourself, because, you know, we do our best to do the best possible research, the most credible websites we can find, um, but, you know, not everything you can take, you know, we're not doctors or anything like that, but we we are pretty good at doing research. So, Carolyn, before we start, yeah. I just got to hear what's going on with Life Coach Service. I went over there the other day, and it looks like you've got all kinds of stuff going on. And um, and how's your book going, uh, Gut my, Instinct? My book is going great. Um, I wrote it 
two drivers, four drivers, and that, that was the intention, although it will help anyone. And what I'm surprised at is I'm selling it to just as many non-drivers as I am drivers. <laughs> and that's great because everybody can use this information. So it's going very well. I'm I'm very happy with it. It's been exciting oh, and fun. Well, you know, uh, if I remember, it's been a while because I was one of the first people to get your book, but you had uh, some natural remedies in there, didn't you? Or am I thinking about I a do. show we did? Okay. Well, you... yes, I do. I have some things that you can do on the road to keep on hand so that when sickness comes along or Hello? stomach, sinus, you can have it with you and handy because it's an unpredictable thing. You don't know when it's going to hit. And so it's always good to have these things on hand. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, and matter of fact, we even did a show about two months ago, and uh, you, you talked about a lot of the things in your book, the nat- natural uh, remedies. Tonight's like a little different. It's kind of like a top ten, um, it's like indigenous plant type of thing, but uh, I, I think a lot of this is, is in your book all, all, also, if I remember correctly. So um, anyway, you know, I know everybody's probably wondering what are they doing a a show on uh, on cannabis and hemp and all this, but you know, there's a ton of cures for this, and you know, there's many states right now that have medical they call it medical um, marijuana, but actually, um, I think that's very misleading uh, because when people hear the word marijuana. All, you know, they always think of, um, you know, people getting high. And, and that's what most people smoke it, you know, to get high uh, with the chemical um, THC that everybody knows in it. Uh, tetra, uh, what is it? Tetrahydrocannabinol. That's the THC portion of it. When actually it's just um, one one portion of the cannabis plant. So... Um, I really want to get into that later. I think maybe before we really get into that part with the hemp and the cannabis, I thought we might start with um, one of the other uh, common uh, cures, like um, I was reading um, oregano. Uh, You know, the pharmaceutical companies, you know, wish they could patent this stuff. It's... uh, produced from um, the oregano plant and the oils loaded with antioxidants and they pretty much um, annihilate all the free radicals that cause cancer so I mean here here we go I mean oregano who would have thought you know you put it on your food and it tastes great and you make your sauce with it and uh, now you know it it beats viruses and allergies and all kinds of stuff Um, do you have anything to add about oregano? I started using oregano oil probably over 10 years ago, and it is wonderful, especially during this time of year when there's more sickness going around. It is so good for keeping you healthy, not necessarily keeping you healthy, but keeping you from getting the bugs and viruses that are floating around or on different things that you're touching, and then you scratch your nose or you scratch your face or somebody coughs on you. And I was just thinking of a very funny story when you were talking about it. Since I've been using it so long, my kids were younger then, and I would give it to them. It was just one drop, and it's hot. 
it is hot. So be ready and have a drink ready because it's hot. Unless you take it in a capsule, not a, like a soft gel. They may have it in soft gel and you can swallow it and not get it in your mouth. But I just made them toughen up and take that one drop in their mouth. And, the, and maybe we would do it before we would be going somewhere or going to some friends, of, a bunch of kids all together. Somebody's got to have a snotty nose. And they would say, Mom, our friends always ask or say, I smell spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> they would all have oregano breath, <laughs> and that that funny thing just cracked me up. And they they would they would just for the longest time they would just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and finally, their that's friends funny. figured out it was them. <laughs> so that is so that, funny, but it's true. That's a hilarious I mean, story. Think of like pizza, right? I'm surprised somebody didn't yeah. say you smell like pizza. You know, <laughs> but. Uh, I was reading oh, about man. it, and and it's it's just um, well, you know, you saw the commercial. Um, if anybody's seen the commercial, they brag how they don't put antibiotics in the chicken feed, and instead they're giving the chickens oregano. So it's got you know great um, antibiotic properties too. I looked up a, a few of the other things on it, and let me see. Of course, the allergy support. And because of all the antioxidants, it helps with aging, uh, women's menstrual, uh, digestive aids. Um, I'm just looking down some of the notes I took. Infection, like we talked about. Um, something. Let's see. It's harmful against organisms that lead to infections. Well, I guess. Oh, and here, uh, easily fight salmonella and E. coli. I mean. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, I didn't know that. So um, it's a big okay, bacterial fighter. Really? Um, yes. And I'm definitely gonna gonna look into this. And this is those essential oils um, that you can get the this oregano. Uh, now I know you also work with um, what is the company Young Young Living, right? It is. It's Young Living, and they have. Essential oils. I've worked with essential oils almost all my life, many, many, many years of my life, and <clears throat> I've been working with Young Living for many years also. And I've, I've used different brands, and I'm not knocking all other brands, but I have found that the Young Living oils are the highest quality that I have found to use. Yeah, that's what I've and heard. So. And one tip on the oregano, it is hot. And if you use Young Living Oregano, it is very, very stout and potent. And one trick to using that and and diluting it, because if you get one drop in your mouth, it is a lot. It's more than you think with one drop. And how can you half a drop? And so one trick to diluting it is to dilute it in what they would, what they call a carrier oil. You can use coconut oil, olive oil. Any good, you can use any oil, but you don't want to, it's defeating the purpose if you use an oil that's not good for you. And so coconut oil, olive oil, almond oil, any of the nut oils would be good ones. And you just put maybe a teaspoon or a tablespoon of oil in one drop. (laughs) Trust me, one drop of that oregano in there and mix it around and it will dilute the oregano and you could probably get three or four doses out of one drop if 
if you wanted to make it last longer because oregano is, is potent. It is a very good and it doesn't take much. So in, in essential oils, it's not always better. More is not always better. You know, a lot of times with salt or sugar or something, you think more is better, but not with essential oils. They are very yeah. high quality and they're very potent. Oh, absolutely. So remember I've, I've that. Heard, heard that. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's one of the ones um you know, let's see you can you can ingest it, but can you rub it on yourself? Is that or you do it with a carrier oil? You can rub it on yourself, but it may burn. It may put make your skin red. Some people okay. aren't as sensitive to it as others. I'm not very sensitive to it, but my kids are. And so you want to be careful with putting it on your skin in case you're sensitive to it. Do a little test on on a on a little spot before you would put it places. I, I would think I have used it mostly for taking it internally. That's how I personally have used it. You could use it on a boo-boo, you know, a sore, a wound for healing, mm. especially if it's mm. got some kind of infection or something in it. But I haven't used it topically before. I mean, I well, I have used it topically because that's why I know my kids are sensitive to it. But I I don't typically use it that way. I typically use it internally. Okay. All right. Um now we've got um let's see, that one down on the list of 10. Um how about chlorella? Uh, I hear blood sugar helps you with your blood sugar. Um, what is it? How do you get it? Um, you know, how easy is it to uh, to obtain? It's real easy. I hear to get you're not supposed. It's easy. Yeah, health food store. Don't get it at grocery stores, department stores, drug stores. Those are not going to give you high quality supplements. Always go to the mom and pop health food store. Or maybe the big health food stores like Whole Food or Earth Fair, Sprouts, something like that. Well, I, di- I did read to make sure if you're going to get it online, don't get it from China because it's oh, contaminated yeah. with, with heavy metals. Yeah. So um, be really careful. Now, that's spelled C-H-L-O-R-E-L-L-A. Besides it helping with blood sugar, what else do you know about it? Is that mostly what it's well, used? Well, one of the reasons why it's so good for us is it's the green. It's so green, and it's got so many of the nutrients that cause it to be so green. And the greener it is, the better it is for us. And typically, the greener it is, a lot of people say the greener it is, the grosser it is. But green is, the green of it is like the lifeblood of the plant. <clears throat> it's awesome. Hello? Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Can you hear I don't me? I, Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know if anybody else lost you, but I lost you just for a second. Oh, um, I don't know what's happening. I'm I'm, I'm talking. Um, what okay. Did, what was the last thing you heard? Um, you know, <laughs> just about the greener it is and the more nutrients are in it and you can get it at... Uh, uh, health food stores and stay away from China because they have heavy metals. That's kind of like a little review of what, what we talked about, chlorella. Right. Uh, what I was saying is, with, 
blood sugar levels is supposed yeah. to be very good for them. The green of it <clears throat> is like the lifeblood of the plant, which gives so much energy and life to ourselves when we take when we take it internally when we eat it or take it in liquid or pill form a lot of times they'll have it in tablet form that's not my favorite thing if you can get it in capsule or liquid that's going to be better because what they have to do to make something in tablet form is mix it with a food grade cement and bake it at high temperatures well in my mind that just can't be good but if they put it in a capsule, they just tip, they just literally put the product in the capsule. They may, unfortunately, use some fillers in there to fill the capsule up the rest of the way. But they'll put it in there in a capsule, and you take it, and it gets in your system. But it's high in protein and nutrients and just very energy-producing. It's a good, good to help with energy, like feeling better inside well just kind of like vegetables green vegetables pretty much right yeah yeah and it's grown in the water that's why you don't want to get it from china because the china waters are so contaminated and it's it's an algae it's it's a it's i don't want to make it sound gross because it's not gross but it's like the green scum on the top of the pond and right. they take it and, de- and they harvest it in very clean conditions if you get a reputable company that's doing it. And then they dehydrate it, and it's in a powder form, and that's how you take it. Okay. So we've got chlorella and oregano down. Um, I have a couple of people with their hands up. I'm going to open their lines, um, and they might have a question already. Sure. Uh, let's see. I think area code 870 was first. Good evening, everybody. It's Idella. Hey, Idella. How are you? I'm 110%. Oh, good. I hope you're enjoying the show tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by this. Uh, And I didn't have a question just yet. I just wanted to get in line because I was scared I was going to get left out. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I tell you, I'll just leave you open. I'm going to go to the next caller, and they might be in the same boat. So uh, area code 256. Uh, who do we have on 256? Who is it? Oh, I can't hear you, honey. Who is it? Okay, I think we're having a problem here. I'm hearing some feedback. Oh, they might have their show on. Right, I'm going to close it up. Okay, area code 256, I had to put you on mute. Um, You might want to just call back. Okay. All right, so anyway, I guess we'll just keep going. You can hang up and call back uh, if you want. You might get a better connection on that one. Um, be, before we get into the the big two that we're everybody I know is so uh, looking forward to to hearing about, um, let's go on with um, aloe. Um, you know, let's see, aloe vera used thousands of years 
heal all kinds of health conditions, wounds, burns, skin, sunburn. Um, It grows mostly in tropical places, and it has 300 species, 75 nutrients in the gel, including vitamins A, C, E, B1, B2, B3, niacin, B6, choline, folic acid, and I and Carolyn, can you eat aloe? Yes, you can. Okay, so it's not just used for the skin. It is not. It's very good internally. There's a lot of companies that have it just for taking internally. And there's one company that I came across that I've actually used before that has, has figured out a way to distill it to where you've got the properties of it, but it kind of looks and tastes like water so that it's not slimy because a lot of people have texture issues with putting things in their mouth that are slimy. And this company, actually I think I've got some. I can give you the name of the company. This company has distilled it, and it, it tastes a little bit different than water, but... It's very mild. It's not offensive at all in the flavor. It's called George's, J-E-O-R-G-E apostrophe S, George's aloe vera. And they have figured out a way to distill it, and it looks like water, and it semi-tastes like water. That way you can take more of it. And I was talking to one lady about it years ago, and she had had some digestive issues, and she said that was the reason she was still alive was because of that yeah. liquid aloe vera, that particular brand, because her digestive issues had gotten so bad, and that was what had helped her and pulled her through. And aloe vera is just soothing to every tissue in our body. Every tissue that aloe vera touches, it's going to soothe it and help it to heal and repair itself. Okay. Um I'm trying to think. I saw a video once on TV on how to get the that little jelly stuff out, and you have to do it a certain way. But like with anything else I've learned, I mean, you can almost Google or YouTube anything, anything. Well, it's, if it's wanted, real easy you know. to get out. You just oh yeah. If you if you have an aloe vera plant, lots of people have them growing in their home. It actually wouldn't be a hard thing to grow in a truck because it thrives on neglect, and so it doesn't need watering at all. If you could if you could actually get it where it was tied down and it wouldn't bump over, and you hardly ever have to water it. It doesn't take a whole lot of sun. You could put it kind of closer to the windshield, and you'd probably put it in the cup holder, and it'd get enough. Just don't leave it in there where it gets super hot, and it would kill it, or super cold. It would have to be a little bit climate controlled. But you just slice it down the lengthwise. You slice it, and it just kind of opens up. You open it up, and then there's the gel, and you could take your finger, or probably a spoon would be better, and you just scrape it out with a spoon. And it's that simple. It's not difficult. If you if you cut it like you're cutting the piece off and you try to squeeze it out that way, you're going to waste a lot and not get a whole lot of yeah. it. So just cut it vertically down the length of the, uh, I don't know if you would call it a leaf, but whatever it is, the length of it, and then just scoop it out, scrape it with a spoon, and it'll come right off. And then there's some still left on the inside, and then just rub it all over your skin. Get the part you get off in the spoon, take it internally, and the rest of it just rub anywhere 
you've got a sore or a wound or put it on your face, it's good for your skin on your face. It's good for anything. Yeah, I, I know. A lot, well, you see it in the stores. I wonder how potent it is, you know, where they put aloe vera for sunburn. And, I mean, it does help. Because I always wonder how much is really the plant and how much is, like, all the other ingredients. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of weird about that kind that they sell for sunburns because they've got ingredients that I'm not real happy about. Sometimes you can buy the kind that says 100%. And if you can look at the ingredients and all the ingredient is is aloe vera, then I'm sure it would be fine. But it is good for a sunburn. It's very good for a sunburn. But I wouldn't want to put other icky ingredients on my sunburn if right. some of them look right. some of them some of them look green well that's because they put yes. green coloring in it it's not green right. it's clear so. yeah, i know i know they do put it green and it is sticky but i'll tell you i mean it even probably just a little bit helps with the sunburn so but yeah the the we have a plant right outside our door and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and oh wow yeah, it goes through the winters here fine. Of course, you know, we don't have much of a winter here in Florida. But, you know, it gets in the 20s at night sometimes, so it's pretty hardy. Um, let's right. see. What, um, let's see. Have you heard of maca, M-A-C-A? And, I, um, I've heard of maca, but I'm, I'm not real familiar with it. I did some research on it. I have heard of it in the past, but it, it's not something I'm extremely familiar with. But when I was doing some research on it, looking it up, it is pretty impressive. It is impressive. So, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, just I'm just going to list some of this. So um, I don't know where you can get it. Do you know where you I'm sure at the health food stores. It's M-A-C-A. Yeah, yeah you can root. get it at the health food stores. Yes. And it comes in a powder. And, um, okay, I'm just going to go through some of the things it, it does, the five uh, main benefits. Um, let's see. It PMS, menopause, and women um, with ovary symptoms, um, hormone imbalances, estrogen levels. So this is like a lot of the women's stuff. But then, for the men, it helps with their testosterone level and fertility. So for the guys who are listening, their ears probably perked up. And um, let's see, in clinical studies, serum levels up to... Okay, hmm, black maca has been shown to have positive effects on uh, not so much the um, testosterone, but on, on sperm production. So... That's for the guys. Energy, memory, and mood uh, helps with that. Antioxidant booster. Um, it's a natural antioxidant. And one thing I remember reading, I don't have it in my notes, but I remember reading about it. If anybody's on any kind of hormonal thing, you don't want to eat too much of it because it can interfere with the medicines you're taking. And that kind of goes along with everything. I mean, all these um, natural remedies, you really want to, you know, look it up and just type in Google uh, the name of the natural ingredient and then put side effects or other drug interactions and do your research because it's not like something, you know, 
that's in the drugstore where it might give you a warning or something. You you really do have to do your uh, research on all this. One so, thing that um, I noticed. One uh-huh. thing that I noticed is it's it, it's in the cruciferous family, and what yes. that means is the 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 it's a it's a genre of area that includes broccoli, cabbage, those type of things, and that's why that's in in that family it's that family of food is so good for the hormones in that area but in raw form that family can cause issues with the thyroid some people with thyroid issues have to stay away from the cruciferous family if it's raw now once you've cooked it whatever that constituent of the cruciferous Cruciferous. I'm having a hard time saying that word for some reason. <laughs> Family is affecting the thyroid is gone once you've cooked it. I'm not saying cook the maca or the maca, however you say it. But when you, if you're having broccoli or cabbage or, I'm trying to think of what else would be um, in the cruciferous family. I'm not sure if cauliflower is in the cruciferous family or not. But anyways, once you cook it, once you've steamed it and it's soft or you've boiled it or baked it or some type of cooking, then it's not going to have an issue with your thyroid anymore. So if you have thyroid issues, it could be good for your thyroid if you're in one direction, but it also could cause you some issues if you're in a different direction in your thyroid. So you may want to be aware of that since it does mention that it's in the cruciferous family. Okay, and that was maca, M-A-C-A, and okay. something uh, good for you to look up. Um, yeah. Let's see. How about, um, you know, what about the medicinal mushrooms? I, I read a little bit about that. Um, these, and I've heard of people using these for these fight cancer have um have you heard about that too? I mean, there's yeah. like the okay, there's like turkey tail, and that's a mushroom, uh, reishi mushroom, mataki. Um, I mean, there's and and we can go through each one of them and what they do. But um, it was shiitake mushrooms. Um, did you want to start with that or or sure? Okay. Well, mushrooms obviously are a fungus, and most people have heard penicillin, and penicillin is a mold. It's a fungus, and penicillin is the first breakthrough in antibiotics, and although I believe that modern medicine is not doing exactly right in the antibiotic direction as they should, but <clears throat> antibiotics can be a lifesaver in certain situations, and so if you think about penicillin being a fungus, mushrooms are a fungus, well, in many ways they're so good for our immune system. I don't know. I, did, I didn't read this anywhere. I, I Well, I'm sure I read it way back because I've known it for a long time, but I didn't just read it recently in preparation for this show. But mushrooms are very high in vitamin D. And and we hear a lot about vitamin D these days. And I, I was talking to my kids about <clears throat> mushrooms and vitamin D and thinking, I wonder why. Why would mushrooms be so high in vitamin D? And we had a little conversation about it. And if you think about where mushrooms grow, they grow on the forest floor or they grow on a dead tree in the woods. 
where there's not a whole lot of sunlight. So the this is Carolyn O'Burn's examination of why vitamin D are in mushrooms. <laughs> and so the mushrooms are there in, in the least light lit area of our world, and they're creating their own vitamin D because they're not getting it from the sun, or they're getting so little peaks of the sun because typically the brighter the forest or the woods, the less you're going to find the mushrooms and the fungus. Mm-hmm. I know y'all just didn't pay for that little bit of information, but that <laughs> that was but just my own observation. Yeah, it's an interesting hypothesis. I mean, yeah. um, you, we could actually look it up. You know, why do mushrooms have vitamin D? I bet you there's all kinds of hypotheses of yeah. of, uh, of what that is. But you know, it's good to be thinking like that. Um, I've got these particular ones. It, like this turkey tail, it's called the five million dollar mushroom. And well, um, go ahead. Do you know turkey tail is the one that you have probably seen with your own eyes? Turkey tail oh, is really? the one that you see. If you, if any one of you have gone walking through the woods, and I think it's in the whole entire country. So I think anywhere you would go, that's the one that grows on the side of the tree. It's kind of flat looking, and it really does kind of look like a turkey tail. I bet you every person here that has gone in the woods yes. has seen this. Yeah, that's the yes. one. I used to see them in New York. I wonder if they're, um, uh, you know, more popular up north. I don't remember seeing them down here in Florida, though, but, no, I have seen that. And... um Wow, okay, because that's a huge, um, let's see, antiviral. Uh, they say it targets the oncoviruses, which are the tumor viruses, and um, specifically for cervical cancer and hepatitis C, fights hepatitis C, uh, that lead to other cancers. So. Um, this is the little bit I got on it, but if you want to really read up on it, it's called turkey tail. And um, all these mushrooms seem to be really uh, very antiviral, anti-cancer, and they do associate cancer with viruses, so that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, One thing you want to be careful of is, since I've kind of given you a visual of what it looks like, some mushrooms are very deadly. So be very careful. If it's yes. it's not going to hurt you. I don't know of a mushroom, so don't take my word for it. But I don't know of a mushroom that will hurt you to just touch it. But so the turkey tails, I've even broke it off and chewed on it. It's pretty woody, earthy tasting. But um, be very careful when you're dealing with mushrooms and in the wild because. Mushrooms are very tricky, and some that are poisonous look like some that are not poisonous. So be be very cautious about mushrooms. If you're not buying it from a reputable situation, be careful because some of them are very toxic. Make some of them just make you sick, but some of them some of them will kill you. Okay. Well, I'm real careful. I would. I'll tell you the truth. I mean, even if I was 99.9% positive. That oh there's that turkey tail that Carolyn was talking talking about. I still wouldn't do it. I'd probably you know <laughs> order it online. You know what I mean? I'm just yeah. not that adventurous when it comes to. Now um, I heard my grandmother. My mother would always tell stories how 
she knew exactly she'd go in the woods because they were from upstate New York and they'd go in the woods and she knew exactly which mushrooms to pick and which ones were bad and she said they ate mushrooms all the time. So uh, yeah. anyway, well, here's this Rishi mushroom, um, the mushroom of immortality. You know anything about that one? I, only just a little bit of what I've read about it. I'm not as familiar with that one. I know that it's a very, uh, it's a big one. When you buy, when you go to the store and you look at m- the mushroom section of nutrients or, or supplements, typically they put a lot of different mushrooms together. You're probably not going to find one mushroom. You know, if you go to this health food store and you see a bottle that says mushrooms, it's typically not going to be just one mushroom. They put Hello? Carolyn? Those boxes. Are you not hearing me again? Well, it, just for about five seconds, and I don't know if it's just me or... or uh, Did that happen? I, Adele, I have your line open. Did she kind of go blank on you, too? Yes, ma'am, she sure did. There were about three, four seconds. Okay, okay. I don't right. know I'm, what's going wrong. Maybe I'm you're sorry about that. No, that's okay. Um, sometimes when you get a call in, it'll just shut it down for a little bit. Well, this is what I read on these uh, reishi mushrooms. And, you know, it's just amazing. It's amazing to me, all this stuff. The, uh, they have a bioactive um, molecule and polysaccharides. And they've been shown to um, activate your natural killer cells reducing cancer metastasis. And the NK cells are your lymphocytes, which is a white blood cell uh, in your body that perform uh, immunosurveillance within your body, and they're constantly on the lookout for immunoalerters signaling a tumor presence. So these mushrooms evidently um, have been shown to increase you know, activate these natural killer NK white blood cells that we have, which reduce cancer. I find that incredible. So, um, and here's here's interesting data to support the potential use of uh, reishi um, has been uh, col- uh, colorectal cancer, lung cancer, prostate cancer, and breast cancer. And they've been used as an adjunct therapy for these. So, um, again, that's another mushroom and associated with cancer. Um, Then we've got the the mitake mushroom. Are you familiar with that one? That's the only familiarity I am with that one is that's one of the ones, again, in that mushroom blend that you will buy at the health food store. They've got the rishaki and the mitake and maybe a couple of more. And the, I just know that those are the good ones that they blend together. Usually it's called something like Boost, like boosting your immune system. The different okay. brands will will have it in the immune system section. A lot of times when you go to health food stores, they'll have the little sections for digestive issues or immune system or whatever, and that's typically where you're going to find the mushrooms. 
Well, this one, too, looks like it, it helps with those, um, stimulates um, that NK killer cell thing mm-hmm. uh, in cash, cancer patients, so the Mataki and the Reishi. And for those are, who are taking notes on this, uh, the Reishi is spelled R-E-I-S-H-I, and now the Mataki is Amazon Mary, A-I-T, as in Tom, A-K-E. And uh, this mushroom, the Mataki mushroom, shows promise in blocking tumor growth and uh, activating that malignant cell death that goes on. So um, it's for breast cancer, lung cancer, um, let's see, myelodysplastic syndrome, MDS. So, I, I mean, I just amazed by all these things. I think I'm going to go eat a lot of mushrooms. I don't know about everybody else listening here. Mm-hmm. Um, again, all you that have come on board here, um, if you want to be a part of the show, you have a comment or a question, just click one on your keypad if you've dialed in already, and that will alert us that you want to be on the show. And if you're listening on the Internet and you want to be on the show, just dial 347 826-9170, and again, click one on your keypad after you get on the show, and it kind of like raises your hand. Um, let's see, I, there's there's two more I want to really get into. There's the, um, the mural, it's called Agaricus Blazai Mural, and it's called uh, Tokyo's Cancer Secret. Another cancer one. Um, and this mushroom's made uh, perhaps the biggest splash when the study jointly conducted by Tokyo, the medical department at Tokyo University and the National Cancer Center Laboratory at Tokyo College. So this has been really, it looks like, investigated. Again, the name of that is the, um, it's got three words, agaricus. Lazai Murel. Now, I've heard of Murel, but I haven't heard of it with the Agaricus Lazai in front of it. So um, let's see. Pattern for these activated macrophage and interferon immune activity uh, leading to tumor shrinkage. So it halts... uh, metastasis and has the reduction of future cancer occurrences amazing I mean uh, let's see also it was shown to lessen the side effects in individual undergoing chemotherapy um, for cervical and ovarian uh, and endometrial cancers so uh, another and this one you know over at Tokyo University and, and the Center for Cancer Laboratory so Another one. The other one. Did you know about that one? Did you want to add to that one, uh, Carolyn? Because that's all I have. On. No, no. Oh. That's that's all I know. About, I, I didn't even know uh, all that. <laughs> okay. How about shiitake? You, you know much about shiitake? I know well, they're in no, the grocery. I see them all the time. Right. Yeah. There. I know each individual mushroom is going to have a few different things, but. Overall, all these things that you're reading, they're all going to say about the same thing, 
because they're all right. in that family and they've they've all got the constituents that are similar that's going to give you similar results. And they're all antiviral. And since cancer is a virus, um, or supposedly, I don't know if they've 100% confirmed that, but um, I even remember when I was in school, and that was a long time ago, um, I was in a medical uh, technology class and a course, and uh, they were saying back then that they felt cancer was a virus. So um, they must have confirmed it by now. But anyway, this shiitake mushroom, like I said, you can find them in the stores. Yeah. Um, let's see. With They have a lot of B vitamins. and Oh, here, they also fight cancer. There you go. And cardiovascular and infections. And um, they're antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal. Even though they're a fungus themselves, they must kill other funguses. And they control blood sugar. And they reduce inflammation. So, um, boy, guys, I guess we just need to be eating a lot more mushrooms now that we're, you know, hearing all this. Well, the Um, cold time of year is coming up, so start making you some good old homemade broth and throw those mushrooms in there and make you a good hearty soup with a bunch of mushrooms in there, and that'll be the best medicine in town. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I forget, you know, I forget to put mushrooms in my soups, and I love uh, mushrooms, and that's a good idea because I'm always making soup. Um, I'm going to hit this last mushroom. And then we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk about the cannabis and hemp, so um, which I know everybody's you know waiting to hear about. Um, this is called the chaga. Have you heard of this, Carolyn? The chaga mushroom. The reishi, mataki, shiitake, and the chaga. Those three, I'm I'm just not as familiar with as the turkey tail. I've just kind of all in my mind, as I said a minute ago, put them in that same category as all these wonderful things that you've just read. So I don't know much more about it than I did the other ones. Well, I don't know. I guess you'd have to get this online because this is out in Russia, and it actually is like wood, and you actually have to chop it up. So I guess you have to get the powder for it. But um, let's see. Uh, just give me a second here. Okay, stimulate your immune system. Same stuff. I'm just kind of uh, going by it, intestinal, good for gastritis, ulcers, colitis, and pain. And uh, you can get a refined extract of the chaga fungus. And it's manufactured in Russia, Eastern Europe, and Japan. So this is CHA. Very interesting um, when you read about it, but it, again, you know, it it it's for your immunity, and um, I think pretty much all mushrooms that aren't going to kill you are probably going to be in this same category, just like you said. Yeah. Right. Well, I I'm going to take a a short break. Hold on, let me find my my switchboard, and then I want to get back, um, and we're going to talk about the cannabis plant. Uh, and uh, hemp and CBD and all that good stuff and, and all the cures. So we'll be back in a minute.
Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website TruckerLawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash TruckerLawyers and follow them on Twitter as at TruckerLawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Tonight's show, Top 10 Indigenous All-Natural Cures. I'm Donna Smith. Uh, We're on Ask the Trucker Live's Thursday night health show. And my co-host tonight, Carolyn O'Byrne from lifecoachservices.net. And we're going to get into uh, one of the top two cures um, is uh, uh, CBD and hemp. And anyway, they both come from the cannabis plant. Now, when people hear cannabis, like I said earlier, um, really, Carolyn, all they think is, you know, THC and marijuana. Or just, they might just think of marijuana, not even knowing what, what's in marijuana that's, that's uh, making them high. And that's usually why people um, uh, smoke marijuana, because of, of the THC in it. But, um, you know, before we get into it, I just want to tell you a little bit about the the history, um, which is, is interesting. Cannabis was introduced to the U.S. Pharmacopoeia, that's the USP, in 1854. And from 1854 to 1942, cannabis preparations were listed in the U.S. Pharmacopoeia. And they were um, highly regarded companies like Eli Lilly, Park Davis, Squibb, and they produced many prescription drugs with cannabis as an ingredient. And at one time, there were over 2,000 different medicines sold right here in the U.S. made from cannabis, okay? And those drugs are, yeah, amazing, isn't it? And um, those drugs addressed everything from pain to anxiety to insomnia, stomach problems. But in 1971, cannabis was classified by Controlled Substances Act as a Schedule I drug, meaning, meaning it had no 
medical use. Okay, after I just read all these things that it was used for, right? No medical use. Yet, get this, the federal government holds two patents on on the components of cannabis plant as an antioxidant and a neuroprotectant. And you know they use the THC portion actually um, in Alzheimer patients. You, you can Google that and confirm it, but... Um, you know, if I don't get to it tonight, I just wanted to uh, mention it. Oh, oh, here, it has it in these notes, too, that I made. Um, changes disease progression for conditions like Alzheimer's, traumatic, traumatic brain injury, and cancer, to name a few. So it was classified as it has no known medical use, but these patents that they have, uh, only outline how those components can be used to address um, uh, the, the Alzheimer's and brain injury. So I find it amazing. Okay. Now, President Nixon, he was the first to commission a federal research into cannabis, the report widely known as the Schaefer Commission Report, but formally titled The Marijuana a Signal of Misunderstanding suggesting that cannabis be removed from Schedule 1 and recommended, get this, in this uh, marijuana signal of misunderstanding, it was recommended that it be legalized up to one ounce. And this report stated, cannabis was brought into narcotics framework because of unfounded assumptions that that it has ill effects. Considering the range of social concerns in contemporary America, and um, and you remember this was you know during the 60s everybody was smoking it, so they're saying because of the social concerns, does not in our considered judgment rank very high. We would de-emphasize marijuana as a problem. Okay. So they, that was their recommendation. They didn't think it was a problem. Mm-hmm. What does President Nixon do? He um, promptly passed, right after that was, you know, told to him, passed legislation to fund the war on drugs. And, <laughs> and it, yeah. So, you know, I always thought, and, and you know, they would always, I would always hear how, you know, I mean, I don't smoke marijuana. I'm just going to say that right now, um, mostly because I, I don't like not to be in control ever. So um, uh, it's it, it's just not my thing. I am thinking about medical marijuana um, as uh, an option for my Crohn's. I hear it's very good for the inflammation, and we'll talk about that tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, I... I I myself don't. I am glad, though, that, I mean, I was brought up thinking that marijuana, because this was just instilled, and Carolyn, tell me if you if you agree. It, I thought it was, was bad. It led to harder drugs, and that, you know, um, it, it was just very bad for you. So, I mean, did you grow up thinking that, too? I always thought it was bad for you. I got some inside information from previous users that is just because I've never used it before I've never done it before but it's not something that's going to make you go out and 
beat somebody up, it just mellows you out and you're just relaxed and maybe got the giggles or the munchies, but you're not in some kind of mean state like some people get in with alcohol or other drugs that may happen. And so it's just more of a a chill-out relaxant than anything. Well, that well that gets to the actual plant, that part that you know everybody you know uh, kind of enjoys, I guess that part. Uh, I think it's the THC that's the part that gets you high. But uh, uh, cannabis is um, well. Let me see. Let, let's let's let me just get my notes here, and we can um, actually get into it. It was a 1976 study, and it published the International Association of uh, Plant Taxonomy, and it concluded both hemp varieties and marijuana varieties are both from the same genus, cannabis, and the same species, cannabis sativa, okay? Further, there are countless varieties that fall into these classifications within the species cannabis sativa. So... The the um, the genus is cannabis, and the species we're kind of talking about is the sativa. However, uh, depending on how the plant is grown, it it and utilized will determine which term is correct. For instance, the term cannabis is used when um, describing a canna- cannabis sativa plant that is bred for its potent. Um, uh, resinous glands and high in THC. So that's the stuff they make that, you know, people really like um, marijuana and they enjoy the high. That's the THC. But hemp, on the other hand, is to used to describe a, a, a cannabis sativa plant that contains only trace amounts of THC. And it's how they grow it that makes it different, um, and, of course, probably all the different species. So even though it's the same plant, and people actually think hemp and cannabis are the same thing, they're not, and they have different uh, properties. Um, like hemp, the industrial uses are oils, topical ointments, clothing. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just different, right? Don't they use it for rope and stuff? I mean, what, what do you yeah. know about hemp, hemp and hemp oil? Well, the hemp that you can buy in the health food store that's like a a health food, it you can buy the hemp and the hemp powder. I accidentally bought the hemp powder one time, and I wasn't impressed with the flavor. But the hemp that you can buy as a nutritional supplement looks kind of like ground-up walnuts. It has like a... To me, it tastes like it would be in the nut family, although it's not, but it tastes like it would be. And it's it's got a nice flavor, and, and we like to put it in smoothies, sprinkle it on top of our salad. You can do all sorts of things with it. It's a great protein. Of course, there's a lot of other nutrients about it, but it's got a lot of protein in it. So typically, if you're going to hear about hemp in the nutritional direction, you're going to hear hemp protein. A lot of times right. the powder is called hemp protein powder. And so... Um, my animals didn't mind eating it, so when I bought the powder accidentally, I just gave them a little bit of extra protein, the dog and the cat, <laughs> because I wasn't liking the flavor of it. 
But well, the the as far as the hemp, hemp rope, actually, huh? Oh, I'm sorry. I just want I just wanted to tell people that the hemp actually comes from the seeds of any yeah. plant in the cannabis family. So it is definitely, you know, and it has very little THC in it. Not totally none, yeah. but a little. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. The hemp rope kind of favors the rope that you think about that ties up a, a bale of hay, that brown, grassy kind of rope. And I don't know if you've ever wore linen. Linen is hemp. That's what it's, linen is. It's, it's, it's the fibers of the hemp, and I love wearing linen. It's so cool and comfortable. It wrinkles real easy, but other than that, it's, it's a real nice-feeling fabric. And so hemp has so many, many, many uses. It's medicinally used. It's used for food and, and the nutrition of our bodies. It's used for textiles. It's it's a very big, I even saw bio, um, bio hemp. They're, they're using it as a fuel, like biodiesel. Mm-hmm. And and. How much easier is it to grow? Another thing I was reading about, when they started first writing on paper hundreds of years ago, or thousands of years ago maybe, the paper was typically made out of hemp. It took a little bit more elbow grease to make it out of the hemp, and then they figured out how to make it out of paper. But what now they're finding, hemp is so much easier and faster to grow. You can, per square acre, you can grow more hemp than you can trees. It's it's mm. pretty inexpensive to grow, and it would be such a better alternative for our paper nowadays than trees because it takes less pesticides, less pro- processing. The paper plants, we have a paper, or had a paper plant pretty close to us, maybe within 30 or 40 miles of us, and they stink. They they smell real bad. They're really bad chemicals. It hurts the environment. And so I was reading all about how much better it would be if our paper was made out of hemp. And so it's pretty impressive what a glorious plant that hemp is for for us and our usage. And um, what are some of those, uh, what are some of the, I'm trying to see here, and you probably know them already. Um, the benefits: um, skin, I know, is one. Um, let's see, um, hair, sh- shampoo. Uh, do you know some more? Well, hemp has a pretty high oil content, and it's got the omega threes and sixes in it, and that's why it's so good for our skin. And they put it; they may have it as additives in cosmetics or personal products, you know, body products. Got a lot, I mentioned earlier, it's got a lot of protein in it. And for people that aren't vegetarians or vegans, it's still a good protein, but a lot of vegans that don't get animal protein at all, they use a lot of hemp as their protein source. So those are some of the there I'm sure there's other nutrients in hemp that I'm not thinking about at the moment, but those are And then they the have the reasons. hemp oil. Yes, um, and now they even make well it's been they've been making it for several years, but hemp milk. You know, you can buy the almond milk and coconut milk for dairy alternatives. Hemp mm-hmm. milk is not bad. We've had it and it's it's not bad at all. 
and supposedly there's no THC. And I keep stressing that because we're going to get into a couple of things. Number one is uh, would you fail a drug test taking? We're going to get into the um, CBD and the THC part of uh, cannabis next. But these uh, medical grades that um, just kind of have the the CBD part, which has no THC, but it has trace amounts. And, uh, um, well, some people, I mean, they actually are taking THC as part of uh, medicinal marijuana, but um, I'm kind of going with just the CBD, which has no THC in it. And the question is, uh, you know, if you if you take these drugs and you have a card and supposedly, you know, you're going to be negative because uh, they're not testing for it, is it possible that you could have a false positive? I did try to get a hold of Dr. Rosarian. I sent him a message because he's a DOT medical um, medical physician and and. Let me. I'm even going to check my mail right now to see if he came back. Um, nope, not yet, because I I sent it to him last night, real late. So you know, I'm sure he's going to get back. And just wondering about the tests. I even looked up on the FMCSA website. Uh, you know what what are they looking for in a drug test? And they said marijuana, but they didn't specify what component in the marijuana that they're testing for. So I went and looked in general on other sites, and I said, what are they testing for in a drug test for marijuana? And it did say THC. And I and I have a little bit about passing, um, you know, these tests if you're taking these uh, these drugs. But anyway, let I just want to say um, um, the cannabis plant, is, you know, okay, broken down according to, um, you know, if you're going to have hemp or the or the cannabis plant. But that cannabis plant has little um, uh, molecules or compounds called cannabinoids. And there's dozens of these uh, cannab- cannabinoid compounds in in the plant. But the two most prevalent, are cannabidiol, which is CBD, I'm just going to call it CBD, and THC. And, uh, you know, they've got like 85 of these uh, cannabinoids. But those are the two main ones, that, and both of them have health benefits. Um, they also have the drawbacks, too, because, um, you know, I mean, if you don't want to be high, I mean... Uh, you know, that's a drawback. I mean, if you do, then I guess it's not a drawback. So what exactly is this CBD? Um, it's a natural substance that's recently come into the spotlight, and for a number of reasons, it's relatively new as a food supplement. It's now being researched um, even more. Of course, since medical marijuana, they, they've really been hard and heavy researching it. And um, it's got a, a lot, a lot of benefits. Um, it's extracted from the cannabis, and it um, 
it represents 40% of the extract. Now, the THC is, it has much more of the cannabis plant. The most abundant part of cannabis is the THC. So, um, so what do we use it for? Uh, well, inflammation, uh, pain, uh, cancer. It helps with um, people in chemotherapy. It helps them get through it. We talked about the Alzheimer. Now, that's the THC. Um, I'm trying to look up the CBD specific without the THC. I, I saw that it helps with emotional situations, <clears throat> emotional issues. Uh, yeah, well, the funny thing is, and and it's so interesting, even though the THC is what makes you high, it's the CBD that actually can um, help with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. The THC can actually cause anxiety because um, a lot of times it makes people paranoid and um, it makes their heart race, okay? And that's a, a lot of reasons why people don't like to smoke it, okay? But it's the CBD portion compound that actually um, works the opposite way. And here's the kicker. I read that if you combine the CBD, if a, if a plant has, they can have different ratios. So if, one, if it has like a lot of the THC and not so much of the C, CBD, then it's going to be people who smoke marijuana would go, oh, that's really good quality because it had more of the THC. If it has more of the CBD and somebody, you know, who smokes pot might go, you know, oh, that stuff is no good. Well, actually, it might be much better medicinally because it doesn't have so much of the THC and it has more of the the medicinal portion. Although, when you combined, and this, this is what I read, and by the way, you guys go ahead and read the, all this stuff yourself. I mean, this is all stuff that, that I read that I find interesting and I'm passing it on to you. When you combine the CBD portion of the compound of the um, uh, cannabis uh, plant, which is a uh, cannabinoid, and with the THC, they actually work synergistically, and they actually work better together. And I I found that to be really interesting. Now, I don't know if if you've got anything more um, you'd like to add to that. I mean... I've got so much written down here, and, um, and, you know, I'd never get through it all. But did you want to add anything? Because, I, I, you know, I don't want to hog this whole thing here tonight. I contacted one of the companies that sell the CBD oil. I don't know. Hello? Carolyn? And this is several weeks ago before I even knew we were ever going to talk about this because I was interested in this particular product and I contacted them about the testing, the the drug testing. And according to them, and this is according to their company, there's no uh, THC in it. So there's no way that you could test positive for the THC 
if you take their product. And a tincture is a, a bit different than oil, but mm-hmm. I can see how the tincture could have the um, THC in it, but they may have some kind of process that takes it all out, being as it's a tincture and not an oil. And so according to them, they assured me that there was absolutely no way that you could test positive for it if you were taking it. Okay. Well, I have a, I I looked that up and I'm going to go over, I mean, I can go over it now, uh, but I wanted to um, talk more about what all this, you know, can do for people. And um, I mean, here, pain, vomiting, nausea, inflammation, immune function. Um, I mean, do you have anything else that you have written down that maybe I don't? Let's see. Um, I was oh. scanning mine. I, go ahead. I know there's so much on it. I mean, this is one of the most interesting things uh, because, you know, we've always been so biased um, about, you know, uh, marijuana and cannabis and it's no good and and actually it is one of the best um natural plants it ha- most versatile that on earth uh, once you read about it i mean it's like it can do everything and here this is what's interesting and i wanted to talk about tonight um the reason that the cannabis benefits um address so many different illnesses is the fact that uh, the pharmacological components of the cannabis plant, get this, mimic an internal chemical uh, system in our body called the endocannabinoid system, which, you know, blew me away. And our own bodies produce this endocannabinoid. And... um, well, this is this is kind of. You remember the show we did, Carolyn, where we talked about the runners high, and how after people run, they're like addicted to the run, and um, they had associated endorphins with this high, um, you know, which mimics morphine in the body. Were you on the show we talked about that? It's not coming up in my brain, but that doesn't mean I wasn't there. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, in the 80s, I remember that was a really big thing. People would laugh, you know, I've got to go for my running high and, you know, my endorphin high and all this stuff. Well, recently it came out that um, it, it's not in, in uh, the endorphins giving you the high. The endorphins will uh, be released to numb pain, okay? But the molecule is so big that it can't get past the blood-brain barrier to give you that brain high. And now they've realized, and they've done experiments on it, that it's actually these um, endo uh, um, uh, cannabinoids in your body that are being released that is giving the high. And wow. uh, yeah, and the endorphins are just numbing pain because it's their, you know, they have like an opiate type of response. And they knew that all along, so they just associated the high 
uh, was because uh, they, you know, uh, eliminate pain and therefore they must be given the high. But no, this recently, I mean, like in the last two years, I think, they've decided um, that it's not that at all. So I was really shocked, you know, when I when I read that. I've got somebody um, raising their hand. I'm going to try again. If you've got your um, your uh, computer, you're listening through your computer, just turn it off because we had an echo before. I'm going to try to to open your line, area code 256. Hello, area code 256. Who's there? Okay, I think they're having a problem. I think it's the same caller. Okay, I'm going to have to put them on mute. But they're still listening, which is good. Um, so uh, anyway, um, I, I thought that was really interesting about the runner's high. Oh, here I have a whole chart here. I'm going to tell everybody THC and CBD. This is what they're all good for. Now, when I when I say the thing, they're both good for it. Okay, uh, various levels and combinations of ca- uh, cannabinoids. Um, you know, with along with the flavonoids, provide many of the benefits of the uh, human body. There are over 100 different cannabinoids. And again, the cannabinoids are the compounds in the cannabis. THC and CBD are just two of the hundreds in them. Uh, so anyway, protects against cancer, okay? The THC cannabinoid and the CBD both do that. Reduces nausea, pain reliever. Spasms, seizures, decreases seizures, reduces anxiety, muscle relaxant, antibacterial, protects nervous system, improves blood circulation, relieves Crohn's disease, and that's why um, I was looking into it, Uh, anti-inflammatory, and relieves, uh, okay, now uh, antioxidant. Now I'm going to read to you the one that the CBD um, uh, cannabinoid compound does, and, and that's the one without the, you know, not the THC one. So people that just want to take this one. Relieves rheumatoid arthritis. And actually that's the only, okay, and bone stimulant. That's for CBD. The other ones I mentioned, both of them do it, the THC and the CBD portion of the cannabis plant. Now, the THC by itself, I'm looking at the chart, okay, has two things. Causes drowsiness and increases your appetite. So that's what THC does if you take it alone, um, along with all the other ones that I mentioned before. So uh, let's see. But it does say THC is a strong anti-inflammatory and painkiller and has been shown to reduce amyloid plaque in the brain that causes Alzheimer's. And that's what we were talking about before. It's also been proven to reduce levels of uh, vascular endothelial growth with brain cancer cells. That's the THC. And again, when you have a plant, they have both of them in there, and it's just according to which one is the ratio is a higher level. And then when they extract the CBD, okay, then you can have it just pure without any THC, and that's what a lot of people want to take. Now, 
Um, Idella, are you still with us here? I, I see you on the line. Yes, ma'am, I sure am. Okay. Are you finding all this as interesting as we are? Yes, ma'am, I definitely am. I've written all the essential oils down, but now as far as the cannabis hemp, I knew a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, I knew a lot of that, and it had a lot of properties, but, you know, just like anybody else, I'm still scared of it. Um, well, you know, here, I want to get to this part about the testing, you know. Uh, yes, ma'am. Is, um, okay, so I looked it up. Like I said, I looked at the FMCSA website. It says they test for marijuana, but it doesn't say what portion of marijuana because we just discussed you know, the plant has 100 different cannabinoids, okay, with THC and CBD just being just two, and supposedly the CBD has, like, trace amounts or or none at all. I mean, I guess they can extract it to the point where they can make it pure, pure. So what about drug tests? Uh, in theory, and I'm going to read this to you, in theory, urine tr- drug tests shouldn't pick up the CBD, but they can. The main uh, psychoactive compound of cannabis in, is considered to be THC, and that's what the drug tests look for. These tests tend to have a cutoff point of 50 nanograms per milliliter, and anything above this will return a positive test. But once the positive test has been achieved, uh, then they can go for GCMS. Well, and then they'll just detect 15 nanograms. But um, fortunately, it says the metabolite has very little crossover with other cannabinoids, such as CBG and CBD, so they should not flag. However, when CBD is taken in excess, around 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams, which is uh, one or two grams uh uh, now now it's talking of hemp oil a day. If you take it in the form of hemp oil, it can return a false positive. But, boy, you'd have to take an awful lot of it. I mean, that's a lot. This is because when used in large amounts, other than non-THC metabolites, that can trigger an immunoassay response. So, you know, the the, the main thing is, theoretically... It shouldn't pick it up is what I'm reading. And I would really urge people to look that if they're serious, if they have a disease and they really want this to cure it and they want to get on this, um, you don't need a medical card, right, Carolyn, for the CBD. You can order Correct. that online. Okay. Right. Um, so that's no problem. You, you, can, you can get it yourself, and, boy, it it's, looks like a miracle. However... You'd have to really make sure that A, it's pure, and B, that the FMCSA, if you're a truck driver, is only detect, uh, testing for the THC and not any other um, cannabinoid of the cannabis plant, which I don't think they are. I mean, everything I personally read said they only, uh, in drug tests for marijuana, they only test for THC. But um, I think that it's worth everybody, you know, to look up themselves. And I'm definitely going to um, at least get the CBD. Now, I've heard for Crohn's disease, 
it's the THC portion with the CBD that helps the best it, because, like I said before, they, um, they run synergistically as a, a disease-fighting uh, portion. So, um, But I, I think I would start with just the CBD uh, portion of it. And I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to put all these links up on the show page on Ask the Trucker after the show. So you can actually look at what um, a lot of the things that that I'm reading right now, and you could look look them up yourselves. Um, but anyway, Carolyn, did you have anything you wanted to add? I, I just feel like I've been nonstop here. Well, I was thinking of something. If you're planning on taking the CBD, how about yes. going to a, a DOT uh, in DOT physical office and ask them if you could just simply pay for a urine test only. You're not a truck driver. You just want them to do a urine test and and after you've taken it for quite some time, let it really get into your system and do a test on yourself and see what happens. That would be great well, information. You know, yeah, I, I mean, for everybody um, listening, <laughs> for everybody listening, um, I, yeah, I hear I'm you. Sorry. That's why I'm really was hoping that Dr. Rosarian would um, would be on the show or answer my email. I also copied Elaine Papp on that email also. Uh, but I'm going to follow up with him, and uh, hopefully I'll put the comment on the show page, um, you know, for the show I tonight. Do. What were you going to say? I can hear it. I can hear it back there. She she doesn't want to do that. (laughs) I knew what she was going to say. No, ma'am. You don't don't ever want to do that. That's just like going for a DOT physical, and you can't pass it. Once that happens, you can't go back and undo it. No, I was talking to Donna, not not a driver. Donna's not a driver. Yeah, you, Donna, you personally. Yeah, Donna could. Yeah, yeah, Donna yeah, that's could. That's what I'm talking about. A driver wouldn't. Okay, I'm sorry. I misunderstood. No, that's yeah, okay. I, I, I probably I thought didn't she say it. I the drivers to go there. But, no, um, yeah, I want I'm Donna. If, if Donna is planning on taking it anyways for her Crohn's disease, how interesting would it be that once you get it good in your system to go to a DOT physical place, and just ask them if you could pay, it shouldn't be that much just for the urine test, just for the drug test because you're doing a self-experiment or something. And just I would be interested in knowing that information if you, Donna, did it because you're not under anyone's regulations of needing right. to not have a, right. a positive drug test. Well, let me yeah. ask well, she, would, she wouldn't have to go to a DOT place. Any, any place could, could do that particular test, and, and I'm more willing for her to be a guinea pig. I don't have problems with that. <laughs> right. Well, let me ask, though. Can't, what about the in the – don't they sell these things in the stores? Like you can do urine tests? Um, I mean, I've, I, it seems, I think they do. Seems, yeah, I've seen it behind the counter or something. They might. Would yeah. they be as sensitive as the ones that they're doing? The reason – I know you can get them anywhere. You can go to any doctor or any place, but – are they the same test at a regular doctor's office as they are at the DOT? Do they have a stronger well, test DOT, for the drivers? Well, the DOT is, um, is I think, the 50 nanograms um, that, I, that I talked about before. It picks up 50 nanograms. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. You'd have to actually 
really check the FMCSA site. Or, like, uh, again, you know, uh, Rand, Randolph Rosarian is on Facebook. I mean, we could even post on his page and, and ask him the question because he, he does answer his page. Um, but I'd really like to have a show, a follow-up show with him because um, he could actually add to um, a lot of the 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 medical properties and benefits of um, medicinal marijuana because I'll be honest with you, I'm really excited, even if I just get the one without the prescription, the CBD, if that can help uh, for my Crohn's, I'm, I'm just going to be ecstatic. Uh, unfortunately, uh, according to what I've read, we uh, it needs to work synergistically with the THC portion to, for it to really be effective. But I'm going to try it without first. Hey, listen, I'm going to – talking about um, DOTs and everything, um, you know, the uh, sleep apnea is right around the, the corner, the regulation for that. And I, I think everybody has to be aware of what's going on with all the regulations, you know, the speed limiters and – but um, sleep apnea, there's a lot going on there, and um, uh, I think there was a big thing. Idella, what was it with one of the carriers um, about a certain BMI, and they're making their drivers, you know, take a sleep apnea yeah, test? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've they've narrowed down the parameters for the neck size and the weight size and the BMI. They've narrowed them down so far so far that almost everybody has to take the sleep apnea test well and of course then not, they that's that's not with the fmcsa this is the carrier no. doing that hold yes, on a second everybody. My, my phone's dying and i'm gonna have to change uh i don't even know where my other phone is here it is <laughs> okay. uh, you guys could go ahead and talk mm-hmm. you don't need me but as long as you guys are on i'm gonna disconnect for a second what were you saying yes. adela I said the carriers are narrowing down the parameters, not just FMCSA. The carriers are narrowing down the parameters that they want the sleep apnea test to be done. And they're narrowing it down so far that almost everybody has to do it. And even if you're borderline or under the borderline, then they insist that you do the CPAP and the sleep studies. Um, Mm -hmm. With a lot of these carriers, it's not that they're trying. It, it they've gotten in uh, in conjunction with these people, and they're making just a little bit of money off of it. Yeah. And I object. <laughs> I object. And, wow. and uh, so then you've got to turn in your little card and turn in the results of your little card. Then you got to pay the carrier to. Um, process that stuff for you and uh, Mm -hmm. we have found in hiring our drivers that when they come from a carrier that does that then they have to go back when they request the information or the stat uh, the the uh, stats from all their recordings that if they haven't kept them for themselves then they're charging them big bucks for that information to go to work for another carrier so again it's a uh, a lot of it's about the dollars, not the actual need for it. Well, I just got back on, guys. Thanks for holding the Ford up for me over here. Um, All right. Um, I'll, I'll send you a bill. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, 
anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, were, were we still on sleep apnea and BMIs and testing and everything? Yes, Idella was giving us a great uh, inside situation about how it was working with the carriers versus the FMCSA. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I want to play this um, from one of our sponsors where uh, they are probably the most competitive and honest people. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't honest people out there, but there's a lot of times, you know, people are skeptical and we feel very confident with these guys and that's why they're on with us. So just listen to this ad. Hey, Alan Smith here. Did you know that over 18 million Americans suffer from sleep apnea yearly? And this topic is on the radar with the FMCSA, and unfortunately some are looking at this as a for-profit venture, not CPAP America. CPAP America was created by somebody who works in the respiratory field and wants to help drivers, not take advantage of them. Owner Ed Frost has been a respiratory therapist for over 25 years. Mr. Frost has also managed 27 sleep labs and currently sits on the New Jersey State Board of Respiratory Care. Ed and his team are looking out for uninsured commercial drivers and those with high insurance deductibles who pay way too much out of pocket while making sure they are fully compliant. CPAP America offers drivers the very best prices in the industry for home sleep testing, CDL compliance, sleep apnea machines, and so much more. In fact, any customer who purchases a machine from CPAP America will receive free downloads for life. So call CPAP America for all your sleep apnea concerns at 800-569-0167 or visit them at CPAPAmerica.com. Have a question for them? You can find them on Facebook at CPAP America and Twitter at CPAP America. You can rest easy with CPAP America. That's 800-569-0167, CPAPamerica.com. Okay. Um, So for everybody who's getting nervous over this BMI thing, and if you're told you have to go for a test, um, they are very, very affordable. Um, Okay, let's get back to our, you know, we didn't even hit some of the other uh, uh, things we've got a few minutes left. I thought we could uh, go over a few more. Carolyn, are you in the mood? Let me check the board and see if anybody else has their hand up. No, we've got a lot of listeners, but no hands up. If you want to have a question, anybody, or you have a comment that you want to make, just click one on your keypad, and it'll raise your hand. Um, so, Carolyn, yes, what do you, what do you know? about, let's see, licorice root. Well, licorice root is one of those that you do need to do some research on as far as contraindications for your medicine. I know some people that have heart issues or blood pressure issues may want to do a little research before they take it, but it's really good for your digestion. It's good for your whole system from top to bottom, mouth to end. It's very soothing and and it helps with the process of eating and digesting. And so that's one of the things that first comes to my mind about licorice is the digestion qualities. 
Did you have something else more interesting than that? No, no. I'm, I'm, I left this one up to you because the only thing I have on this, um, it's been since 190 A.D., a Chinese herbal remedy uh, used in over 5,000 formulas for clinical purpose, including just like what you said, digestion. So that's yeah. all I had on it. I didn't know if you had um, a lot more. Um, well, what else? There yeah, may there may be, but the biggest it it helps with one of the things that I was reading about. It helps with diabetes in some cases. Some cases it helps with hormones, menopausal symptoms. And one thing I thought that was interesting was osteoporosis and osteoarthritis, but mm-hmm. um, liver disorders and malaria. That one is a big one. Malaria is such a big deal in some countries. Thankfully, it's not a big deal in our country. But um, it has tuberculosis, helping tuberculosis, qualities for that. But the biggest thing that most people use licorice for is the digestive system. Okay. That's, uh, I, I don't, are they talking about black licorice? Yes, yes, black licorice, because what we think of as the licorice and the red stuff that's red and sweet candy, that's, mm, I'm not sure like how that. that got called licorice, but the black right, right. licorice is actually an herb. The red mm. the red licorice is not even a licorice. I'm not. It's corn just, syrup is what I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's red food coloring, <laughs> corn syrup, and some kind of something that makes it hard some kind of confection, confectioner or something. But anyways, yes, well, it's I'm, the black licorice. I'm a licorice nut. I love black jelly beans and any, I love black licorice. So um, I know in, in life people either love it or they hate it. So uh, Adela, are you a lover or a hater of black licorice? Mm, don't, I know, don't like, don't like black licorice. I'm a hater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a okay. hater. All right, all right. That's how it is. I guess too. I'm weird. I guess I'm weird because I don't love it and I don't hate it. I can eat it and I'll, I'm okay with it. It's not offensive to me, but I don't mm-hmm. think, oh wow, I'm just really craving some black licorice. I can remember as a kid in the Halloween candy bag. For some reason, when most kids hated it, they still put it in there. And because well, it was you, in my bag and, and it was one more candy, I was going to eat it anyway. <laughs> well, do you remember the Good and Plenty? You know, yes. Charlie, okay? Yes. Um, oh, my God, that was like, you know, my favorite thing was Good and Plenty. So, uh, anyway, I was just wondering about that. How about Elderberry? Okay. Now, Elderberry you know is one of my favorites. Elderberry okay. is one that... I guess I've brought up my kids a lot in this call, and I usually don't. But here's why elderberry embarrasses my kids. When I see a great, big, wonderful elderberry plant that's in bloom or has got some berries on it, I will pull over on the side of the road and get out and pick it. (laughs) And my kids are like, Mom, I'm so embarrassed. Here we are on the side of the road, and you're digging through the grass and the weeds, picking stuff off the side of the road. So elderberry is one of my favorite things to talk about because I've had it in in my yard. We live in a different place that we did before, but we had some land 
a significant amount of land before, and, and every time an elderberry, uh, elderberry tree, they're actually a very small tree, would pop up. I would put all kinds of barriers around it so my husband wouldn't mow it down and <laughs> let it grow. And it would make him mad because he would say, I'm mowing and it looks so pretty and you've got all these weeds growing up that you won't let me cut down. <laughs> but the elderberry plant is so, so useful. You can use the root, the the stalk, the bark, the leaves, the flowers, and the berries. It's And each one of them has a different compound that's good for you. And what most people know a lot about or they've heard more about the actual berry because it is so good for flu and virus and and the congestion and cough and the sickness that a lot of people get, especially in the wintertime. And it, they've even done clinical studies. I've, I've read about clinical studies where it will reduce the flu by three days. Well, that's a big deal. When you've got the flu, three days is a big deal. <laughs> and and I will not go through a winter. I have it in my refrigerator 24-7, 365. But if I think I'm getting low on it in the wintertime, I will have it on hand because it is such a good go-to, and, and it's got a really good flavor, and kids like it. It almost tastes a little bit like grape, like purple grape. It's not exactly like a purple grape in the flavor of purple grape, but it's got that kind of like purple grape flavor. So kids like it just the way it is. You don't have to cover it up. It does have a little bit of a different taste, but... Well, how do you sweet. give it to them? I mean, you, what are you doing with it? Um, you're cooking it. You're making jelly out of it. What are you doing? You can make jelly out of it. Typically what I have on hand is the elderberry syrup that you can buy at the health food store, and you just give them a spoon of it, just like you would give them a spoon of the medicine that you get over the counter that's got horrible ingredients. Just give them a spoon of it. When the flu and the the yucks are going around, I just give them a spoon of it. We just all take a spoon of it because it tastes good. There's nothing about it that's going to hurt you. It's very nutritious, and it's going to help possibly ward off what you're what is around, kind of like the uh, oregano. It's it's not got the same. Yeah, yeah, it's not got the same qualities of oregano, but. It's similar to oregano. It's not as big of a germ killer as oregano. It's not. But if you've got that elderberry in your system and you're exposed, you're going to have a better chance of fighting it off or having a less severe sick situation. If you got it, you wouldn't get it as bad as you would have gotten it. Okay, great. Uh, Just quickly, because um, we're winding down, what can you tell us about garlic cloves? Because this is the last thing on the top ten list. I can't believe we got through everything. Well, it would be a lot quicker to tell you what garlic is not good for. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, that I couldn't think of anything, so we're done. No, garlic okay. is such. Garlic is like God's gift to us of antibiotic. It is so good. And food. It's it's yeah it's such it's so yummy oh 
roasted garlic is one of our favorites in my house. We just throw a few bulbs of garlic in there if the oven is on because the heat's on anyways. And there comes out the roasted garlic, and we eat it like, like it's candy. We love it. But garlic is so good for circulatory, heart. Every single organ in our body is going to benefit from garlic. Not only that, our immune system. It's going to be good for our gut because it allows the good bacteria to thrive and be happy and alive, yet it, it knows the difference somehow between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria in our gut, and it's going to take care of the bad bacteria. It's going to help our bodies to Whoops. Uh, bacteria overgrowth that we may have or some of the bad bacteria that shouldn't even be in there to begin with. One thing that you might want to be aware of is giving it to animals. Some animals are very sensitive to garlic because we eat a lot of garlic. We gave our dog, this was many years ago and we haven't done it again, we gave our dog some leftovers and it nearly killed her. She got really? very, very sick, yes. So you want to be careful with garlic and animals. Do some research on that. But as far as us humans, any way you can get it is going to be the it's going to be beneficial for your health because, like I said, really, this is it's funny, but it's serious. I can't think of anything it's not good for. It would be much quicker to tell you what it's not good for because I don't know of anything that it's not good for. It, it regulates the uh, thickness of our blood. It keeps our blood consistency normal, keeping us from getting sick. I know it's very good for many different diseases, such as Lyme disease. I have seen firsthand garlic significantly help with Lyme disease. Big, huge doses of of garlic, not just regular garlic that you're eating, but mega doses of garlic. But many different diseases are helped by garlic. Okay. Well, I tell you, before we... Uh, I want to thank you, first of all, Carolyn, for coming on tonight. I know how busy you thank are. You. And um, so people who want to get a hold of you, get a, grab a copy of your book or, you know, learn more about the services, where do they go? www.lifecoachservice.net. I'm actually pretty active on Facebook, so find me on Facebook, Carolyn O'Byrne, or go to my fan page, Life Coach Service, and I'll be happy to answer some simple questions if you want to find me there or just check out what I'm posting. I try to post a lot of good information, helpful things, neat recipes, good things about the herbs and the different tricks of how to stay healthy naturally because we've got to take care of ourselves. And when you're out there on the road, if anybody needs natural remedies, natural supplements, natural ideas of how to stay well, it's a truck driver because there's not a drugstore on every corner. You can't always get to a Walmart or a store or something to get in there and get something that you need. And it's so important to keep yourself healthy and have the things on hand that you're going to need that's going to help you get better when you're in the middle of nowhere. And that's another reason why they need to get your book because you've got a lot of these remedies and recipes and yeah. pretty much anything. It's almost like a survival guide. Uh, while you're out on the road, uh, just to to make it eating healthy. I mean, how to make eating healthy easy. 
and all these things. So Life Coach Service, and that's without the S, lifecoachservice.net, and grab a copy of your book. One more thing, Carolyn. Um, I noticed on your site you have uh, a couple of places where people can do ordering, uh, like from uh, different companies online, if they're, like, getting vitamins or, you know, whatever it is they're looking for, they can get it through these links. Uh, can you... Uh, what are the companies that, that you're associated with? One of them is called Wellevate through Emerson Ecologics, and you have to actually go through me to get signed up, but I'll be happy to help you. It's it's easy. All I have to do is send you a link, and okay. you can get supplements through them, very high-quality supplements, some of them that you can only get through a practitioner. And then the other one is um, Metagenics. And they make their own brand. It's a Metagenics line. Actually, Wellevate, you can get Metagenics through Wellevate. But I'm also a practitioner through Metagenics, and they have a really awesome line of supplements to help with different things. They formulate kind of like when I was talking about putting all the different mushrooms together in one to make it work together. What they do is they, they know the issues. And they put all the vitamins and nutrients and minerals and and foods and herbs into these uh, remedies that they have. I guess for I'm not sure exactly what to call it. I guess remedies, so that if you have this particular thing, you don't have to go out and buy 16 bottles of something. You can get this one bottle that's everything you need for that particular product for that particular problem so that mm-hmm. it makes it so much easier and so much cheaper. Think about buying one bottle of all the things that you need in it for this one particular problem versus going out and buying 16 bottles of different things for that problem. And so that one, that one, if you just click the link on my website, it takes you straight to there. You don't have to be actually put into the system like you do Wellevate. But, but the Wellevate one has such a more variety than the Metagenics. So if if you're interested in buying through that, just let me know, and I'll send you an invitation. It's that easy. You just click on it, and you're in the system. And there's no obligation. You don't. If you want to check it out and get in the system and see what it has, no obligation whatsoever to buy. You're just in the system, and you're able to buy if you want to. Awesome. Now that's going to lifecoachservice.net. Lifecoachservice.net. Okay, now yeah, do you post these on your Facebook? I actually just just created that page a week mm-hmm. ago, so it's very new, and I haven't even let that be known yet. So that page is very new. You people that are listening are the first people to even know about that page. And so um, I had it available through my life coach services but through individuals if I mentioned it, but it has not been available to the public until okay. about a week ago, but nobody probably knew about it because I didn't tell anybody about the page yet. So it is published, it is out there, and let me know if you want to check it out. I'll be happy to help you with it. Well, we're running out of time right now. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Boy, I- I think it's been a great show. I hope everybody's enjoyed it, and I hope there's a lot of information um, that you got out of it. Um, If you have any questions, uh, you know, you could always get us on Facebook, either Truth About Trucking fan page, Ask the 
Tucker blog um, or Alan's personal page, which is um, facebook.com forward slash S the Trucker. Uh, that's his personal page. But anyway, it's been a great show, everybody. Carolyn, thanks a million yes. for coming on. I've really Thank enjoyed you. it so much. And um, till next time, everybody. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.